0: The terms mom and dad no longer politically correct. A college basketball coach on indefinite suspension for a slip of the tongue. Twitter is suing the Texas Attorney General under the guise of the First Amendment. I can't believe it. And a new book says that President Obama did not exactly have complimentary words about Pete Buttigieg. Bold Alpha is presented by... Davidoff of Geneva, makers of Camacho and the Camacho, Connecticut. Tame, but tuned up to deliver more flavor and more satisfaction. Morning, noon, or night, it's always the perfect time for Camacho, Connecticut. Camacho, strength and character, it's in our DNA. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. And by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the new Gurkha San Miguel, a medium to full-bodied Nicaraguan puro that delights the senses with notes of white pepper, gentle earthiness, and a sweet honey-like finish. San Miguel by Gurkha. Visit Gurkasigars.com. Greetings and salutations as we get ready for the weekend. It is Alpha Dave, your global five-star general and alpha male in chief, and I welcome you to Bold Alpha, your home of alpha male conversational maneuvers and unabashed commentary. First up, the language police are at it again. This political correctness movement that has gone on, I don't know, the last decade or so, maybe a little bit longer, is now totally out of control. Perfect example in New York City, the Grace Church School in Manhattan, which, by the way, runs you fifty-seven large a year, fifty-seven thousand dollars a year to attend the Grace Church School. They have just created a twelve-page guide for staff, students, and parents on inclusive language, and it is called the Grace. Inclusive Language Guide. I have a 12-page copy, PDF, printed out in front of me. And I don't even know who came up with this bullshit term, woke. Are we woke? But some of the nonsense that is being spewed now, language that every day we have used for years and years in normal conversation, without anybody batting an eye, without any race saying, oh, using the term mom and dad or Merry Christmas, oh, that... That, that's that's provoking you know, whiteness, white supremacy. I don't know of any black family, Asian family, white family, any family that says, geez, the terms mom and dad are really highly offensive. But apparently they are now at this school, and this has gone out now to all the parents, all these students, and all the staff. And what we're seeing now is blatant attempts to... But I believe just to, let me get the right phrase on this, not it's not criminalized, but to demonize and make people feel guilty about using normal, everyday language that has been used for hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, the term mother and father goes back to the Bible. I mean, it's in the Ten Commandments. But apparently, that is no longer accepted at the grace Church School. And here's what it says. The goal of this guide is to provide the community with more inclusive language that is aligned with the mission of Grace Church School. Isn't the mission to teach students how arithmetic, science, how to properly uh, write and, and read the English language? Since when does it have to do with political correctness? It says, while we recognize hateful language that promotes racism, misogyny, Homophobia and other forms of discrimination are already addressed in our school handbooks. We also recognize we can do more than ban hateful language. We can use language to create welcoming and inclusive spaces. This guide addresses ways we can remove harmful assumptions from the way we interact with each other. And they say that the guide is not exhaustive as language is constantly evolving. Be aware that people may not always welcome questions, and they're not obligated to respond. Okay, in terms of gender, here is what they say. Using gender-inclusive language can provide critical affirmation to students across the gender spectrum. One way to achieve this is to take gender out of text, where it's unnecessary. Here are some examples. Instead of using boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, at Grace, we say people, folks, friends, readers, mathematicians. Now, let me ask you a question. Sergeant Steve, are you a mathematician?
1: No, although I did study a lot in college. But
0: Well, of course. But, I mean, would you consider yourself, you know, like the next coming of, uh, of Fibonacci? No. Okay. So, if you're not a mathematician, but now they want to say, hey, listen, gentlemen, guys, no, no, now it's... It's mathematician, readers, friends, people. This is the dumbest crock of bullshit that I've seen. It gets better. When reading a book, rather than the boy-girl on this page, say child-person-character. Instead of saying sweetheart-honey or similar pet names, at Grace we say child's name or child-friend in the blue shirt. Oh, but it gets so much better. For example, it talks about Boy, girls, colors, toys. Use the name of the item or color, but don't refer to a boy or girl's toy. Um, Assuming gender based on stereotypes, hair, clothing, appearance. So if a girl is... Excuse me. If a folk... Wait a minute. What am I supposed to call them? A person, a folk, a friend, a reader, or mathematician is wearing a skirt and has long hair and a barrette or, or ponytails, you should not assume... Their gender based on their stereotype. Respectfully ask how they identify. If familiar establishing uh, or, or how they identify themselves, and if you're familiar with them, establish a culture of sharing affirming pronouns in class. So, for example, if I see a folk, a mathematician, a reader, dressed like a girl, I have to basically ask how they identify themselves. I have to say, excuse me, are you... What is your pronoun? What is your gender? Cisgender, sec- heterosexual, all this other bullshit. I mean, it is just absolutely nuts. Now, it gets better. Families. Sergeant Steve, what, does your, uh, what do your boys call you? Dad, Daddy. I'm sorry, that is unacceptable. Now, at the Grace Church School, they will have to call you as a grown-up, a folk, or family. So, if they say, Dad, you must correct them and say, No, you call me Folk or you call me grown-up.
1: No, it'll stay dad, daddy, or sir.
0: Right. Nanny or babysitter is now caregiver or guardian. Husband, wife, boyfriend, or girlfriend is now spouse, partner, significant other. So when you go to introduce your wife, Anna, you will no longer be able to say, this is my wife, Anna. It is now my spouse, my partner, my significant other. She's going to really love that, Sergeant Steve. Oh, she will. All right, traditional family is an outdated term. We can't use that. Let's see what else. Can can we even call
1: it a family anymore?
0: I believe we can't. No, I believe we... Let's see. Uh, Because the family structure is unique, each family is unique of a family structure, we try to undo notions of typical or normal. So you can't say traditional anymore. Um, Okay, so sexual orientation... At Grace Church School, we use inclusive language that acknowledges all orientations and identities. As I have said, Sergeant Steve, there's really, uh, well, what? There's straight, gay, and bi. And as the great Andrew Dice Clay said, what's with this bi bullshit? You either do suck dick or you do not suck dick. Ow! The great Andrew Dice Clay, the great philosopher. Did you ever see uh, Andrew Dice Clay in stand-up?
1: Not in person. I mean, I've seen videos. That's...
0: Yeah, that was a classic. That was, that's exactly what he said, which I thought was funny. Again, joke, comedy. I know people don't have sense of humors anymore. But sexual orientation. In this situation, if someone says, a boy can't marry a boy, or a girl can't marry a girl, respond with, people can love and commit to whomever they please. It's their choice who they marry. You know, I wish I had the, the Morris Albert feelings in the background. I'm telling you, I mean, this is so corny. If someone articulates sexual orientation is a choice... Rather than an identity, we respond with, who we love, who we are. Attracted to is part of who we are. If someone you hear says, oh, he's gay, you, of course, you respond with, it's not okay to make assumptions about someone's identity. If he came out to you, please respect his privacy. I don't know. If Richard Simmons comes out and says, I'm gay, and jumps around, should I say, he didn't come out to me specifically, so I'm going to respect his privacy, so I don't know if he's gay or not. Please. Uh, Let's see. Oh, sexual preference is an outdated term because a preference implies a choice in the matter when sexual orientation is more often than not something we are born with. Okay. Let's see. Homosexual, gay, lesbian, bisexual, queer are more appropriate for individuals, and LGBTQ plus is most up-to-date when talking about the larger community. Oh, please. I mean, this is just nonsense. And then they say how to use the word "queer" as an LGBTQ, uh, uh, heterosexism, heteronormativity. I mean, this this is bullshit. That they're this is a great this is a school between kindergarten and twelve. Do you think these students need to know this bullshit? The answer is no. Ah, race, ethnicity. Instead of saying diverse minority, you say a person of color if that's how they self-identify. Don't say, what are you, where are you from? You say, what is your culture, ethnic background, where are your ancestors, your family from? Okay, let's see here. Uh, oh, in fact, did you hear that, Sergeant Steve? I even got a, a that, that buzz just went off. Somebody saying, I'm listening to you right now, General. It's total bullshit. All right, let's see here. Outdated terms. Colorblind. Caucasian. The correct term is white. Diverse person students, when referencing a person of color. A person is not diverse. A group of people can be diverse. Color mute, the act of avoiding saying someone's race. Instead use a person appears to be, insert race here. Lovely. Colored people, and being consistent with people first language, we use people of color. Well, the NAACP is going to have to change their... Name, because the official name is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. So they're going to have to change it to people of color. So we'll have to make a note and send that to them so they make that change. Um, I mean, religion, here's what it says. Don't ask somebody what religion are you. Say, are any religion, religious or faith traditions important to you? What did you get for, a ho- for, let's say, Christmas? No. Do you celebrate holidays? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Forget it. Have a great break. I mean, this is just over the top. This is so pathetic that some clown would actually spend time writing this bullshit. I mean, if I see somebody, I celebrate Hanukkah, but if somebody says Merry Christmas to me, I say, hey, Merry Christmas to you. Somebody says Happy Holidays, Happy Holidays to you. Season's greetings. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. I don't say, have a great break, because somebody may not be on break. Somebody could be working throughout the holiday season, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's. Have a great break. I mean, it just, there's even more nonsense that I just frankly don't, uh, oh, here's another thing real quickly, socioeconomic terms. Sergeant Steve, when you've gone on vacation, has somebody ever said, hey, where'd you go on vacation? Absolutely. Okay. Nope, 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 nope. Can't do that. From now on, what you should say is tell me something that happened during break. So you can't say, where did you go for vacation? Where did you go for break,
1: all right? But see, I'm offended because what if I didn't have a break? What if I had to work during that time?
0: That's right. You so should be offended. I'm now triggered. Okay, well, we're going to add that to the to this 12-page total crock of bullshit. Let's see what else here. Um, assuming transportation is school. No, you can't assume somebody rode the bus or was driven or rode their bicycle. It's how did you get to school today? Now, the question is... Are there really going to be, Is there going to be fines for this nonsense? Or somebody saying, oh, I'm sorry, you did not follow our guide. You need to go to remedial correct uh, training for our politically correct nonsense wokeism here. I mean, there's also glossaries. I mean, one of the glossaries, microaggression, subtle words, cues, and behaviors that insult, invalidate, or exclude marginalized group members. Okay, so you are microaggressed, Sergeant Steve. There you go. And then they go on to say at the very end, there is a video link they want people to watch, Deconstructing White Privilege. Again, this is another crock of bullshit. Here is the reality. You, nor I, nor anybody in the last 100 years have owned slaves. None of us. If you tell somebody today, hey, what do you think about getting some slaves? You think people are going to look and say, oh, hey, great idea. They're going to look at you like you're out of your mind. Like, what are you talking about? Nobody in their right mind, 99.999%, because you got to leave just a millimeter for some nutcases out there, believes in slavery, condones slavery, or says, boy, that slavery was a great thing. Nobody. But this white supremacy nonsense is just more Political correct bullshit. And I always get amazed. You know, I don't know if you saw the host of The Bachelor. I don't, I don't watch the show. Can't remember the guy's name. He's kind of a wussified bait in my estimation. I've seen him a few times. But they were having a discussion, I think on Zoom, or it was, it was an off-camera discussion that was shared online. And they talked about somebody attending a party, and it was like a plantation party, where they dressed as, you know, like Gone with the Wind. And so there was a black female, and he said, Well, look, you know, I certainly don't condone it. I don't agree with it. I would never do it now. But, you know, 10 years ago, that was not uncommon, and it wasn't as if they were trying to promote slavery. And she went on and disagreed, whatever. And it was a very civil discussion. And he said, Hey, listen, I just think maybe we should give them a break. It happened 10 years ago. And by the way, isn't it amazing when the Democrat governor of Virginia goes in blackface? And everybody makes a big deal about it, yet he survives and the media doesn't call for him to quit. But if a Republican did that, forget it. It's the end of it. Get rid of them. Destroy their lives. Destroy their careers. Destroy their families. Destroy their livelihoods. So what does this clown, this host of The Bachelor do? He says, wow, well, I really, I apologize, and I'm going to take time away to reflect on the things that I did and, and white supremacy and, and white uh, superiority and, and, and white privilege. And then he just was interviewed, I think this past week, and he talks about he's actually meeting with some uh, black spiritual advisors to assist him and helping him to understand. Please, stop fucking apologizing. Apologizing. Now, if you apologize for something genuinely you did, I get that. But don't ever apologize because somebody else deems your right to free speech controversial or they disagree with you. And that's what we're seeing today. Somebody disagrees with you, you immediately have to apologize. You need to put your head between your tail and walk around like a wussified, pathetic beta. That's what we're seeing over and over again instead of saying, look. And and the problem also is you've got wussified beta pansy-ass television network executives who instead of coming out saying, look, we listened to what he said. He did not promote plantation parties. He did not promote slavery. He simply made a statement saying that was 10 years ago. Today, it's unacceptable. Ten years ago, people did it. That doesn't mean people that attended a plantation party are racist. Doesn't mean they believe in slavery. But no, you cannot have executives that stand up because they're ballless, they're NADless, they're betas. And it's the same thing with this host. Instead of saying, Look, I have nothing to apologize for, I don't believe in slavery. I simply brought up a point of fact that 10 years ago, these parties were common. Today, they're not acceptable. But nobody, I believe, that attended those parties believed that it was to promote any form of racism. I mean, now, if you get married at a plantation, I mean, there are various in Atlanta. There's actually places with the name plantation. If you get married there, oh, now people are saying you're racist, you've got to cancel your wedding. Enough's enough. Stand up, people. Stand up, be an alpha male, be an alpha female, and say, you may disagree with my thought process, you may disagree with my opinion, you may disagree with my statement, but I have nothing to apologize for. And that's the end of it, period. But instead they perpetuate it by apologizing and looking weak. It's like when Bill Clinton said, I know I've got some shortcomings with sexual sexual affairs, so I've brought Jesse Jackson in as my, my religious and spiritual advisor to help work me through it. Oh, please, he didn't bring Jesse Jackson for anything of the sort. He still was a horn dog and still is today. The problem is Bill Clinton has no energy to get it up. But enough of the apologizing. It is pathetic and enough of this nonsensical wokeness, this grace-inclusive language guide. I'm sorry. I'm not going to call my mother grown-up, folk, or family. I'm not going to call my Aunt Trudy, gee, uh, uh, aunt grown-up, aunt folk, aunt family. Not going to happen. It is nonsense. And if I was sending my kid to this school for 57G a year, I'd walk into the head of school and say... Put this this take a, a lightation device, take a lighter, and essentially light it and burn it right in front of them, saying, This is a load of poppycock, man. This is horseshit. Enough is enough. But the problem is parents are pussies today. They'll just go right along to it. If I'm spending fifty-seven thousand to send my kid to a school, I don't want to be talked to like I'm a five-year-old. And that's exactly what this is. Grace inclusive language guide, burn it and Let it rot in hell. It is enough. And to those of you that ever think of apologizing for a statement or a a comment that you make, don't. You have every right to make an opinion. If somebody's offended, that's their problem, not yours. Camacho cigars are known for their strength and character. It's in their DNA. They're unconventional. Now, you know when you talk about a mild-bodied cigar with a Connecticut wrapper, it's the same story. Light, golden, mild. Yawn. Camacho decided they were going to strip it down and tune it up with more flavor, more satisfaction, enough to earn a seat at the Camacho table. While still maintaining a nice medium-bodied character, the Camacho Connecticut starts with a Connecticut wrapper from Honduras, a binder from Honduras Authenticorojo, and Honduran Dominican Republic filler. What do you get? A nice medium-bodied cigar that is tuned up, that delivers cream, woody nuttiness to round out spice and sweetness. Camacho, Connecticut. Good any time of day or night, morning, noon or night. You can never go wrong. Camacho, strength and character. It's in our DNA. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. All right, we're just talking about apologizing. Wussified Betas apologize for every damn little thing. All right, well, here's a perfect example. Creighton head coach, basketball head coach, Greg McDermott, who is a well-regarded coach, a bright, offensive-minded coach. Uh, He is the coach of Creighton, and after a loss at Xavier in Cincinnati. Uh, Xavier's in Cincinnati, isn't it, Steve? That is correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. You have Xavier, Cincinnati, and what's the other school? Isn't there another school in Cincinnati that plays basketball?
1: Uh, There's many around. Miami's up the road and Oxford In that. Right, right,
0: right. Gotcha. So after a loss at Xavier, he was in the locker room, and he stated, quote, I need everybody to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. Well, he was clearly confusing the word plantation from reservation. I think what he meant to say was, I need everybody to stay on the reservation. I can't have anybody leaving the, the reservation. Simple slip of the tongue. Okay? Now, to me, somebody's actions should be far more important than what they say. Now, he had a slip of the tongue. He meant to say, stay on the reservation. But I guarantee you there would have been some American Indians, Native Americans, that would have said, oh, I'm offended by that too. So... A number of black players, apparently, kind of got their attention. Now, instead of the players right there saying, Coach, uh, I think you may have meant to say stay on the reservation. At which point, I'm sure the coach would have said, Yes, I confused it. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. And be done with it. No, instead, it was somehow leaked... And, and, and made the rounds to, the, to the, of course, the Libstream media, who want to destroy a coach's livelihood, destroy his life, destroy his, his family. This is what the Libstream media does. Creighton initially let him coach at Villanova. But afterwards, after they lost in a 12-point uh, game, 12-point loss, Creighton suspended him after the game, Because of the negative backlash of his statement. Initially, they said, hey, okay, nope, we're not gonna suspend him. Now he's suspended indefinitely. Now, McDermott has offered to resign, but his players want him to coach. Now, to me, the players should know what the coach is all about. Now, if the coach is a racist, you think the players would know. Sergeant Steve, what do you think?
1: Well, he's been reinstated now. Oh, couple, he did? A couple I, days I did not ago, see. he's been reinstated, yeah.
0: Okay, I did not see yeah. that. I had this, so this is... Okay, so he is reinstated. He was but basically the,
1: suspended for one game.
0: Which, to me, even one game is nonsense. What the players should have done, if they're men and they're alphas, right there in the locker room, that someone says, Coach, I think you meant to say, stay on the reservation, correct? And I'm sure the coach would have said, yes, that's exactly what I meant. You know, you're after a game, you're, you're lost. Look, I've said some things... Uh, I've misspoken when I'm referring to something or, or a specific uh, name of, of a person. I name the wrong person when you're doing a show. Sometimes you don't think, Sergeant Steve, you'd have to correct me a number of times where you're in the, in the heat of discussing something and it's easy to make a slip-up. But to me, the fact that they would even suspend him, I don't care if it's one game or one minute. It's unacceptable. And shame on those players. Those players should have looked and said, hey, coach, did you mean to say reservation? And the coachman said, yes, I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. That's the end of it. Done. Now, from all accounts, the players don't believe that the Creighton coach, Greg McDermott, is a racist. Because if he was, you probably would have known about it far in advance of him slipping up by saying, I need everybody to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. It's just so ridiculous today. The language police, the the thought police, the political correctness police. People make mistakes. That's why there are erasers at the end of pencils. Everyone makes mistakes, even the liberals, the Democrats, the socialists. But amazingly, they never seem to get called out for it. When Joy Reid of BSDNC was in Miami, she actually was on the radio in Miami a number of years ago, and Charlie Crist was the governor of Florida. And there have been rumors for a long time that Charlie is gay. It's not a surprise. Been going around. I don't think he's ever really denied it. And I know I happen to know people that have said yes, he is. I don't really care if he is or not. I know Charlie could care less. What someone's sexual orientation is makes no difference to me. I don't care. Just don't come in my bedroom. Don't interrupt with my harem. You want to have uh, a, a, a same-sex partner? I don't care. Let me have. 32 dames in the harem for a 33-some. No problem. But she wrote tremendously vulgar, gay, derogatory comments about Charlie Crist. Now, when somebody dug through her Twitter feed, she came up with a cock and bull story saying, oh, uh, my my Twitter was hacked. It was hacked, and I'm going to call the FBI. And, of course, MSNBC said, okay, yeah, we we, we we get that, no problem. You didn't see all the libs jumping up and down saying, how dare she? Now, if that would have been somebody on Fox, Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson, you can better be sure they would demand their firing, demand their, their total wipeout of any form of possibly coming back. But Joy Reid, who blatantly lied, saying, oh, my account was hacked, oldest one in the book, and that the FBI is going to investigate. And when queried on it, she had nothing to say about it. So I find it amazing that, again, if a Dem or a Socialist or a Lib makes a derogatory comment, no problem, business as usual. But if a Republican, conservative, independent, it's a different story. So I say Creighton should have never suspended him. And to the players, very simple. Somebody says something, stop him right there and say, excuse me, coach, I think you meant to say this. Yes, I did. End of discussion. Whoever leaked it should be ashamed of themselves because they created a controversy that frankly did not exist. Gurkha is known for producing the world's finest cigars. When you look at their blends, you look at their packaging, you look at the bands, everything about Gurkha screams quality. Gurkha has just released a new cigar that is totally, about absolute taste and quality, the San Miguel by Gurka. It's a Nicaraguan puro, Nicaraguan wrapper, binder and filler. Perfect medium to full-bodied balance, loaded with complexity, layers of flavor including white pepper, a nice natural earth tone, finished with a sweet, honey-like taste. San Miguel by Gurkha. Features 100% agonor Leaf, Nicaraguan Shade Grown Corojo Wrapper, Double Nicaraguan Binder, Nicaraguan Filler. If you're looking for a medium to full-bodied beauty, go no further than the new San Miguel by Gurkha. Visit Gurkasigars.com. Alright, last couple of items I want to get to for our Friday edition of Bold Alpha as we uh, get ready for the weekend. As you can tell, I'm on a roll. I've got a, I'm telling you these political correctness woke Nutcases just drive me absolutely crazy. But this is a classic. The Texas Attorney General decided, Ken Paxton, that he was going to launch an investigation into Twitter and four other evil tech companies for what he called the seemingly coordinated deplatforming of the president. And we're seeing states such as Florida, Texas, some other states are going to look into this, because if the federal legislation won't be enacted, you can certainly do it on the state level. Now remember, Twitter operates, as do all these evil tech social media platforms, under Section 230, which states they are not a publisher. They are simply a conduit of information, so they can't be sued for libel. But as part of that, they can't restrict speech. Well, they have restrict speech. Conservatives, Republicans, President Donald J. Trump was deplatformed from Facebook and from Twitter. So the Texas Attorney General is saying, hey, I'm going to launch an investigation. Well, Twitter has filed a lawsuit against Texas AG Ken Paxton, claiming that he used his office and is using his office to retaliate it against it for banning the account of former President Trump following the riot at the Capitol. Which, by the way, President Trump did not incite in any way, shape, or form. But this is a classic. Twitter, in their lawsuit, says that the decision by the social media company falls under protected free speech. So they're saying they're protected under the First Amendment. Whoa, Nelly! Hold everything right there! Twitter saying we're protected under free speech to deplatform Trump, but yet President Trump or any Republican is not protected under free speech on their platform, even though under Section 230 of the FCC Code, it clearly says they cannot censor people. My, my, if that's not calling the kettle black. I don't know what is. And all I can tell you is Twitter, by filing this lawsuit, has just handed the Texas AG and the Florida governor and AG and any other Republican states, they have handed them on a silver platter an absolute cause of action against Twitter because Twitter's saying, whoa, whoa you can't investigate us because our decisions fall under the First Amendment, the right of free speech, protected speech. But yet, somebody that uses their platform doesn't have the same rights? I think not. Twitter, lovely. Jack Dorsey, you just handed a gift, an absolute gift on a silver platter to the Republicans and those Americans that believe in the First Amendment. Now, speaking of the First Amendment, it is your right as an American to say Whether you agree with a candidate, disagree with a candidate, it is further your right should you desire to criticize a candidate and make statements about a candidate. Well, let's go to Barack Obama, by the way, who is the de facto president because he is running the show. He and Valerie Jarrett are making all the decisions. That's why this country has gone very hard left under Biden. Biden, just whatever, Susan Rice, who is the conduit from Obama and Valerie Jarrett, She's the domestic policy advisor. Basically, she's Obama's plant in the White House. Whatever she rolls in front of Biden, he signs. He reads. It's that simple. And Kamala Harris will do the same exact thing. Make no mistake. That's exactly what's going on. But Obama was making a speech to a group of supporters. A group of supporters a while back in New York with uh, primarily black corporate power brokers who were at a very upscale eatery in New York. And there were some heavy names in there, the CEO of, former chairman of American Express, the CEO of Merck, uh, senior executive at Citigroup, uh, tech exec, senior tech exec. There are some heavy hitters. So they were asking about the various candidates. They asked about Elizabeth Warren, They asked about Biden, and then they came to Pete Buttigieg. Came to Pete Buttigieg, and Obama said he's a rising talent who'd worked on Obama's campaign for president. And he said, I have an affinity for the South Bend mayor, but he went on to list a number of reasons why Buttigieg couldn't win. And here's what he said, and I'm quoting Obama. He's 38, but he looks 30. He's got big ears and a funny name, and Obama kind of referred to himself and got some laughs, but got a little more serious. He said, quote, he's the mayor of a small town. He's gay and he's short, at which point everybody started laughing. Now, I ask you this. Now, I think it's President Obama's right, any American's right, Republican, Democrat, to say, look, I don't think he can win. Here's why. He's too old. He's too young. He's uh, he's been his experience isn't good. He's too tall, too short. He's his sexual persuasion, whatever. He's a polygamist. He's gay, whatever. But can you imagine for one moment if President Trump said that, or if Marblemouth Mitch McConnell said that to a group of donors, saying that he's 38 but he looks 30? He's the mayor of a small town, he's gay, and he's short. The Libstream press and media would go apoplectic. They would call this racism. They would go nuts, or or, uh, they they would say that it's uh, homophobia. It's homophobic. And they would go on and on. It would be on every cable network, CNN, BSDNC, the Washington Compost, the New York Slime. Every liberal radio show, they would go on and on saying, how dare that Republican say that Pete Buttigieg can't win because he's gay and he's short. The reality is, it's true. I said it to numerous people. Doesn't mean I'm anti-gay, doesn't mean I'm anti-ite. I just felt that he is not a potential presidential candidate. That simple. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. If a Democrat and President Obama can make that statement without anybody coming down on him or slamming him as homophobic, then any Republican or conservative can make the same statement. And if a Republican or conservative did and would be criticized, you say, I'm not apologizing for that. I'm simply stating my opinion. President Obama stated his opinion. I am stating my opinion. All right, tomorrow we will be dropping a bold Alpha show for St. Patrick's Day, our Irish whiskey tasting maneuvers. Great show. We taste eight fantastic whiskeys with Tommy Diadio, the Senior Executive Vice President of Spirits Procurement at the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge. As always, Alpha Dave, your global five-star general. Don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you give us a five-star rating as well as for our brother Cigar Dave Show podcast. Have a fantastic weekend. St. Patrick's Day maneuvers tomorrow. Live it up.